Well, welcome to the One Thing Podcast, where we all get to practice dancing with the one thing that individuals, communities, and countries have yet to try en masse. That one thing is connection to the higher part of our true self-anatomy that people call by various different names. Our prime directive, above all else, is to make and consistently return to taut connection, connection with the one thing, day in and day out, as our first step in dealing with life problems, rather than viewing life problems as things we can solve separately from taut. And in this episode, this is really, uh, Lori and I have been juiced about this yeah. yeah chomping at the bit juiced about this episode this episode is the one thing and the rise of homo spiritus uh, this is really uh very meaty so it might be a longer episode uh, in this episode we'll explore the ending of our species as homo sapiens and the dawn of the next phase of our evolutionary development as human beings which laurie and i have begun to call homo spiritus and we'll explain why in this episode we realize that what we're going to be discussing in this episode might challenge your paradigm perhaps to its very core we also believe that if you're willing to see it through in yourself uh, that it will open doors to your own higher truth which will give you your antidote to today's chronic societal and personal stress. Well said. <laughs> A mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you so, want to you want to lead off with the framing? Yeah, sure. So so we, we thought that, you know, we've been calling our episode and our conversation the one thing and we're going to we're going to build on that. We're going to sort of create some new layering and and some new wording and we always you know, need to understand from the perspective of our mind so we can wrap our heart around it. And we, so we've discovered a bit of a, an, another tack. So if you're a sailor at all, you know that if you're going to take a slight turn, it's called a tack and you make some adjustments to the sails. And, and so that's kind of what we're, we're you know, going to be doing here. Um, and it's just really another way of talking about the one thing our intention and our foundational principles. Um, if you haven't yet listened to some of the earlier, earlier and foundational episodes where we outline our principles, those are unchanged. We're just going to be adding some new uh, framing, as, as we've said. And we would just like to share the things that have been percolating up for us and the wording that has been emerging and the crystallization uh, that this new wording seems to be giving us, and we really want you guys to be the first to hear about it. So, um, this is going to be um, this is going to frame our foundational episode. We, we did an episode on Homo Homo. Uh, did we do it on Homo Deus? Yeah, Homo Deus. Homo Deus. Yes. It was one of our early foundational episodes. Right. And it was kind of a takeoff on the book Sapiens, the, the gentleman who wrote the book Sapiens, and then he wrote another book called Homo Deus, and then we added our own spin to it. What we're going to be sharing is what else has become, has also been coming up for us as a result of that. So, um, and, and one of, the, I guess, the ways to kick that off is to say that we, we either identify as a human being or we identify or, 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 well, let's say we identify as a human being, and then there's this principle called 
you know, the all that is, or the source of all life, or d- the divine, or God, or whatever word you put to it. We've been calling that the one thing. It can be called the I am presence, your higher self. It doesn't matter. There's lots of words that you can use. We do recommend you choose an address that makes it feel really personal and universal to you. Um, and and the way you know, there's been a few things that have happened, but one thing that really struck at one point was I was listening to a personal interview. It was on a personal platform. And the person was interviewing Maya Bialik, who stars in The Big Bang Theory. She happens to be a neuro uh, neuroscientist as well. And she just really understands the brain. And she's a beautiful human being. She, she has her own podcast. And she was talking about, or the questions were uh, like, how do you juggle a, a busy career and raising two teenage boys and your spirituality? And, you know, like, how do you do all that? And she had beautiful answers. She was talking about how she's, um, she's culturally from the Jewish tradition and, and she's expanded her spiritual path, you know, much broader than that, much like all of us have whatever, you know, religious tradition that we came from. And much like I have as someone who was raised Jewish. Right, right. And so, and then, you know, she had all these gorgeous answers and then someone asked her something. And honestly, I don't remember what the question was, but her answer was, well, I'm only human. And something just blew open in inside of me where it was like, oh my gosh, this is the, this is the place that human beings are at, that we're being called to evolve past. And it doesn't mean we will no longer be human. We're not leaving our humanity behind. We're bringing it along for the ride. Um, but we can't stay stuck in this place where we're limited and we, that where possibilities are so narrow and we don't have access to this other aspect of our being that is part of our anatomy that um, I'll let David actually um, you know, unveil that because he, he was the one who got the, the, the download of the wording, which is so beautiful. So you want to share about that, sweetie? Sure. And what I'll, what I'll say as a prelude to that is that Lori and I both believe that all of us, every single one of us on the planet right now is privileged to be living at a time when the human species called Homo sapiens is ending and a new species of human is emerging. And of course, the challenge right now, because of the monumental shift in species that we, Laurie and I believe we're going through, uh, is that there's a war going on. uh, And the war that's going on is actually between two versions of this new human species and which one is going to prevail. Um, And so that ties back into what Laurie was mentioning before about one of our foundational episodes on Homo Deus. And I'll get to that in a moment, but I want to start with uh, defining some terms because these are all Latin terms and including including Homo sapiens. So Homo in Latin is human being. And sapiens is actually a Latin derivative of of, of the word for wisdom, uh, as in wisdom that differs that that differentiates us from other animals. Mm-hmm. Now, we could also, we could also yeah. just, if I may interject, say sure. con- consciousness, 
wisdom and consciousness, higher consciousness, higher intelligence can be considered. And, and, and while mammals have that, it isn't at the same level as human beings. So that's important to dis- right. have distinction for. And, you know, there may be some exceptions to that, like dolphins or whales. But yeah, true. We, that. Don't, yeah. we don't know enough about those species to know how to fully differentiate between those species qualities of intelligence in ours. Um, in any event, we are seeing a shift into a post-homo sapiens species. And the generic term for that, that we didn't make up, it's actually been circulating around, is called Homo Deus, D-E-U-S, Deus. And Deus in Latin is God. So this is human God species. But there are two versions of Homo Deus that are uh, afoot right now that are that are um, that are being uh, well, one is being uh, in in our judgment perpetrated on humanity and the other is in our belief, uh, the the natural evolution of humanity. So we've got uh, something uh, that, again, using Latin, would, uh, would be called homo machina, M-A-C-H-I-N-A, uh, as in machine. Um, uh, machina in Latin is, is device or instrument or trick. And that trick is the version of homo deus, of human god, where humans are acting like God. They're replacing God. And where... There are forces afoot right now that are uh, are involved in turning human beings into commodities to serve a a, a god substitute, mm-hmm. which is author- authoritarian human beings, uh, and so we're calling that version of Homo Deus, Homo Machina. Um, it the non-Latin term that is most in use for this version of human is called transhumanists. So if you've heard the term transhumanist, just translate that over into homo machina. Right. The other alternative, which is the one that Lori and I believe it is our design as human beings to evolve into after Homo sapiens is what we call Homo spiritus. And spiritus in Latin is breath of God, meaning God breathes God's consciousness into us. Not we are replacing God, which is Homo machina, or we're smarter than God, which is Homo machina. But in Homo spiritus, we are humans embodying God. We are in a state of spiritual self-sovereignty that serves love. And we're collaborating in restoring Eden, or, you know, like as in the Garden of Eden, or heaven on earth. And this is, as Lori's going to say some more about in a little while, this brings forward sapiens wisdom, the sapiens version of wisdom of the body, without the hijacking of that into groveling. Yeah, yeah, perfect. That's a beautiful description. 
you know, we we are starting to observe and witness and and feel in our own hearts that the idea of Homo sapien. And when David was mentioning, um, how are you saying that we're either being replaced? Yeah, the machina is, is a, a a replacement of of the natural infusion of life force or light force or love force or God force that animates our every move and and speaks our every word through us, that kind of thing. Um, that, uh, oh, I just lost my train of thought on that. Oh, that, that we, that there's, there's another problem when we, when we are going to, if we choose to say, oh, I'm only human, you know, we, that we've kind of reached the end of the road of that. That's what the shift of the ages is calling us through is to, you know, is to break the glass ceiling, so to speak, and invite this wisdom that is lurking around in every particle and wave of the cosmos, including the air around you and in you, <laughs> just to make that very clear, um, that we, we invite that, we accept that as part of our, our beingness, because if we don't, then it feels like we're separate from this life force or God force. And this is what I think I picked up in Maya Bialik's interview is that she was considering herself a human being who, who honors and, and has, you know, has devotion to the God force, but still feels distinctively separate to it. Now I may be wrong about that. And so Maya Bialik, if you ever listen to this episode and I'm wrong, please forgive me. <laughs> that, that aside, I and let us know. <laughs> and let us know exactly. That aside, I see this in in many, many, many people around me. And I experience it in myself as well. And and my my devotion daily as we've talked over the episodes is to is to just come back to this center, come back to the, embodying the spirit that carries wisdom and solutions and possibility and connection to a unified field that is the vibration of love. When we talk about heaven on earth, it's our job to actually anchor that. We're the ones with the boots on the ground. And if our anatomy is, is, could never be disconnected from the higher presence that we are, or the, the spirit that we are, and, and we're bringing our humanity and our spirit, our spirit self closer and closer together. That's when some people call it the fifth dimension. Some people call it heaven on earth. Some people call it the garden of Eden. You know, those are words to just sort of describe a consciousness and a vibrational life force that exists um, as the greatest uh, as greater than anything else, right? Right now we have a life force or a frequency that is, that is fear that is, that is, you know, kind of dominating and we're, and we're transforming ourselves through that. We're transmuting fear into love and we're evolving into homo spiritus. We can't be anything but expressions of light and love and, you know, spirit if we're embodying that energy. And sometimes you have to sit and think about that for a minute and just contemplate how it's impossible for us to be anything but that. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to see, hear, speak, walk, eat food, digest it, sleep, make love, all the things, right? Like we wouldn't, none of that would be possible if we didn't have a spirit animating us. So um, I, I guess I'll just kind of leave it at that and you can take it from there. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. Thanks. That's that's gorgeous. And I'm going to add one other thing to the metaphors that you were describing yeah. in terms of fifth dimension and Garden of Eden and uh, heaven on earth, which is from the mystical branches of Judaism, which have to do with has to do with the Messiah, the age of the Messiah. So in mystical Judaism, the Messiah is not a person. It is a state of consciousness. Exactly. And so in in that sense of Messiah, one way to look at the age of Homo Spiritus is the age of embodying the consciousness of the Messianic. Right. Some people call that Buddha consciousness. Some people mm -hmm. call it Christ consciousness. It's it's yes. not so much about the person as much as it is the vibration of the consciousness that people, examples that we all know about, Jesus and Buddha and other others, embodied an example for us in their life on earth. Exactly. And so think about this from uh, looking in at, at the 40,000 foot level. If you were noticing that a species was shifting from one evolutionary epoch age of a species into another one, wouldn't you think kind of objectively, oh my gosh, that's, that's got to be incredibly disorienting and confusing and fear-inducing and even terror-inducing, especially if they don't know that's what's going on. Yes. And so what Lori and I appreciate with deep compassion, both for ourselves and for all of humanity, is we haven't recognized that Homo sapiens is over, is ending, and that Homo machina is being pushed on us as a way forward, that it is not a way forward, not a sustainable or wise or loving way forward, and that Homo spiritus is a, a natural and very human spiriting oriented way forward. And when we're not clear about all of what I was just saying, that lack of clarity is in, in my opinion, and I think in yours as well, Lori, at the very heart of today's chronic societal stress and upheavals and divisiveness and finger pointing. Mm -hmm. uh, and we got we got to get a grip on this so that we stop fighting what's going on that is actually a blessing and a gift to humanity. Well said. So do you want to do you want to do the, that next piece or you yeah. want to keep going uh why don't you keep going and i'll do the next one okay well go do you do the next two and i'll do the last one okay uh so again Lori and i really do sense that the spe the species homo sapiens has ended and our terror about this is magnified because we don't grasp this on a fully conscious level and we don't have a clear and compelling vision for the human species we are becoming. And that's part of why Lori and I are so excited to be doing this episode, because we're offering a way of understanding that, that we know will be stress and anxiety relieving for at least some 
of those who are listening to this. And if along those same lines, if we don't recognize that the homo machina replacement, artificial replacement for homo sapiens that is being attempted right now, if we don't recognize that, we will think homo machina is our best hope for the future and we'll give into it. Or, um, I mean, despite our internal misgivings, um, uh, that that are those in misgivings are being prompted by our higher wisdom. Or we might go in a different direction that Laurie's going to talk about if we don't if we don't feel railroaded into embracing homo machina, then what we might do is what a lot of people are doing instead intuitively. You want to take that one? You mean the blocking or the... If we don't recognize that homo machina is a replacement for homo sapiens? Do you want me, do you want me to just do that one too? Yeah, go ahead, because I, I, I'm, I'm sort of not clear what... what... Oh, ahead. sure. Well, it. so one alternative is... Homo machina through propaganda um, gets to be installed in our belief system in such a way where we think that's our best hope for the future and we give into it, even though something inside us is saying, wait a second, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't fit right. The other possibility, uh, not just possibility, but the other path that people are taking in response to homo machina is that we might believe that our only alternative to homo machina, which we know uh, is, is wrong or we wouldn't be looking for an alternative to it, is to revert back to being mm -hmm. homo sapiens. Mm -hmm. And that is not going to work because homo sapiens has come to the end of the road as a species. The only alternative um, that's a viable antidote that we see um, instead of succumbing to homo machina or being regressive back into homo sapiens is to embrace homo spiritus the homo spiritus version of homo deus the next iteration of our human species that's devoted to spiritual self-sovereignty that serves love and enables us to successfully collaborate in restoring heaven on earth Beautiful, including our the health of our of our planet. <laughs> well, very much so, because we are stewards of this place that that gives us physical human life. Yeah, and in case you're wondering if this is a sort of an out of reach uh, uh, option for for you, um, I would I would just want to remind you that anything any other human being has ever done is possible then for anybody else. And as long as humans have been alive, this evolution into homo spiritus has been happening, um, maybe not in the, in the mainstream per se. And when we look at our examples of, you know, 2000 years ago, we think things like, we tend to think things like, oh, well that, I could never do that. You know, I was, I'm not, I'm not the son of God like Jesus was or, or Buddha was, and you know, that kind of thing. But we, we really need to remember, and if, if, you're, if you're willing to put your arms around this for any length of time, your own higher presence will, will teach you how to remember. You know, we're, we're, it's not our job to, you know, 
like pound that into you. It's our job to point you in the right direction and then you to see what is true based on your higher presence. And uh, and it's and it is possible. It's possible for all of us. And what we're actually you know having you consider with us that we believe that David and I believe is that we're getting ready to evolve into this this um, homo spiritus en masse, like many, many of us, not just one person here, one person in that era, one person, but all of us, all of us who are willing in, in this, in, in mass, most likely in our lifetime. And so it's really important to, to, you know, to, to point yourself in this direction so that you, you, you get, you know, you get to be uh, lifted up in the right current, so to speak. (laughs) And so we, we thought we would just say a, a thing or two about what might block us from embracing homo spiritus, even if we want to, like you might be sitting here right now going, yes, yes, this sounds right. This resonates in my heart. I want to do it. Well, we have to remember that we have a, a, a human mind. And for most of our lives, this mind, a lot of people refer to it as the ego has been disconnected from our spirit self. And so the the beliefs and the thoughts and the and the perspectives and the constructs and the patterns and the and the uh, programming that it's so used to living within will have us believe otherwise and it will feel very frightening to want to change or reconsider or step outside of those paradigms and um, so we're just letting you know that you know I've had myself that experience. I think I can say that David has too, where it's it's it seems scary to do that, but if I do it anyway, it's actually the safest place to, to, to move myself to is, is into this union with the spirit part of myself, because it's part of my anatomy. Anyway, it's part of your anatomy anyway. And so denying it is, is quite painful. And I, and I, I don't know if this is true, but I suspect that things will start feeling more and more painful as we do, you know, whoever decides to do more and more denial of this. So if, if that's an experience you're having, then you can always know that there's a, there's a salvation in your in your spirit that can that is like a lifeboat to carry you to your own sovereignty, and um, you know the the other thing that I think is really interesting is that as a Homo sapien, you know we've been raised with prayers like the Our Father. I, I mean, I come from a Catholic upbringing. I don't practice that anymore, but you know the the Our Father is is a prayer that's been around for a long time, even before the Catholic Church, right? And so there were there are requests in that prayer, like deliver us from evil and forgive us for our transgressions and, you know, forgive those who transgress against us. And, um, and that's one half of it. And and there's also a part of it that, uh, that is about um, give us this day, our daily bread. And it occurred to me recently that there's a, there's a bit of groveling in that prayer. And it's not unlike many prayers, actually, that where there's this sort of I'm here as a lowly human and please, you know, God, give us our breadcrumbs kind of thing. (laughs) I mean, this is the way I'm interpreting it. And and there is a bit of groveling. There's a different feeling. There's a distinctly different energetic feeling when the other side of that coin is engaged, which is more of a sovereign connection, which is more like, okay, I am fully connected to my higher spirit, my higher self, my higher wisdom, um, my I am presence, uh, my source self, and I am calling forth blessings and miracles and supply. Thank you. I am grateful. And that's a different feeling than 
the groveling, you know, you can play with that in your, in your own time, but um, it, it was important. It felt important for us to bring that forward. So uh, there's no unworthiness in a sovereign self, right? Like there's no question because if we're sovereign, we have a full, a connection of full, um, I guess we have a, a, the feeling of full connection. And in that full connection, there's a, there's a, a plentifulness and there's a knowingness of, of worth and, uh, and value and enoughness, more than enoughness. And that's not the same as the other side of the coin, which we've been programmed for, which is unworthiness and not enough and um, criticism and self-judgment and just never, never measuring up, right? That, that, the good news about homo sapiens being at the end of the road, all of that stuff, unworthiness, not enough, you know, a, a lack of limitation, all of that is over too. <laughs> and it takes a slight shift in perspective and connection to realize that those that is true, that that's over and you can turn in any given breath, in any given nanosecond, and claim what's yours to claim, the treasure of your own heart. Beautifully, beautifully said. A um, couple of things come to mind. One that I shared with you uh, about groveling, that from my the part of my life where I was doing a lot of performing, including acting, there's one line of all of the roles that I played uh, in acting on stage that uh, it just stands out to me. It's it's the one it's the one single line that I that I have never forgotten, and it's from a role that I played in a musical called "A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum," and my character. And this is you keep in mind this is a comedy, and so this line is delivered as as a laugh a gag line. It's as a laugh line, but there's so much truth in it anyway. And the line was. I live to grovel. Yeah. And is it fair to say that was decades ago in the old programming in the old yes. Yeah. Yes. And as Lori was saying, there's no room for unworthiness in the age of Homo Spiritus. And what I, as a non-Christian, would offer for consideration to Christians who are more metaphysically oriented is that the second coming of Christ is the second coming of Christ consciousness. That it's not about the return of an individual. And I may be very wrong, and I, of course I'm speaking out of turn in a sense, but I want to offer the possibility that the wisdom in the notion of a second coming is that we are now finally entering into, into an age where the consciousness that Jesus was embodying and inviting humanity into embodying with him. Because as you all remember, if that's part of your background, uh, you remember him saying, this you can do and more. Yes. Right? Um, and so now we're at an age where we get to, um, that where the, the possibility is that the second coming is we get to embody what he was modeling. And that's the key. Embody it, bring it into your cells, activate it from the cells that, that it's already in there. Live it, breathe it, embody it, feel it in your body. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else right. to, yeah. And that the second coming could be conceived of as the embodiment of this consciousness on uh, by a species rather than by, as Laurie was referring to earlier, isolated individuals. Yes. It's not about isolated individuals anymore. It's about humanity exactly. as a whole. Uh, and uh, the, the other thing that I want to say about the distinction between homo machina and homo spiritus is that we're not implying, and I want to be really explicit about this so that there's no misreading between the lines, we're not implying that we are anti-technology or uh, against the, uh, the development of, of um, you know, a collaboration between humans and artificial intelligence and things along those lines. We aren't saying anything about that being a good or an evil thing. It's simply a technology. It is by definition neutral, like Einstein talked about. Uh, everything has changed in technology except our consciousness, right? So this is about the consciousness with which we use these vast technological leaps forward. The homo machina version is not the version that keeps us as expressions of source. It's about replacing God with our version or, or the, you know, the, the, tyrannical version, the authoritarian version of that. And uh, so th I, I want to make sure that's really explicit uh, about we're not speaking about, oh, technology evil. Uh, that's that's not the deal. It's the consciousness through which we're using those tools that our, our divine intelligence has brought onto the planet in the first place. Right. And just to piggyback on that, I think what we're also saying is that we're not abdicating our consciousness to artificial intelligence. Right. We're claiming a level of sovereignty that can use artificial intelligence in whatever serving way a high consciousness would use it. But right. we are not abdicating our consciousness, our bodies, our souls. None of it is being abdicated. Exactly. And homo machina is all about magnifying and capitalizing our uh, on our alleged unworthiness and imperfection. So they, the authoritarians, can deliver us through authoritarian perversions of the common good and integrate us with artificial intelligence for the purpose of turning us into chattel, into commodities, not elevating our spirits. Um, and so, and this has been going on for a while now. It's, mm -hmm. not just, it's not just in the last couple of years. And in case you're wondering about the timing of this, this has been going on for a while. Right. The trans it's getting, the, a tra it's getting a peak. A transition of this magnitude from one species uh, evolving into another species doesn't, you know, it's not like a light bulb turned on or off or the snap of a fingers. Uh, fingers. It's, it's, uh, it takes, it, it, it evolves, it emerges over time. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the uh, what we're what we're saying once again to anchor what we said a little earlier <clears throat> is that we we believe that the only way out of homo machina that trap is to claim homo spiritus instead of advocating regression back into the good old days of homo sapiens right and and just to be clear i think we said this we get to bring 
our homo sapienness with us. Yes. As we evolve into this uh, higher version of homo sapien, which we're calling homo spiritus. So lest your mind start thinking, oh my God, no, I don't want to give up that, you know, whatever, whatever, however that's going, maybe going in your mind. Um, we're, we're giving up nothing. We're adding to, we're increasing, we're expanding, we're evolving, we're becoming more of who we really are. And while that is a bit frightening for, for an ego mind, um, it, it, there's no choice. <laughs> right. The math of this is addition, not subtraction. Good we're point. not taking anything away we're adding to what the blessings of our stage in human development called homo sapiens provided to us we're adding to that yes. in a next epoch perfect yeah and the last thing on this part and then we'll share some key takeaways for you to you know possibly bring with you after we're done here is and we were right about this episode going longer than the right, usual one right we we've kind of you know had that inkling uh our planet as a living breathing entity herself as a conscious um master of energy and and matter matter being the physical stuff of of earth and everything on her including us She's quite forgiving, and and she belongs in a in a system, a, a a star system, that is already all at this level of consciousness that we are talking about, and Earth is being um, brought into that into that star system into back into her rightful place, and we're all going with her, and so it will just be a lot easier. Um, if, if we if we line up with what's going to be happening anyway and and you know I, I see it I think David sees it as a beautiful and good thing how can it not be good if we're evolving ourselves into the love that we already are right that's the fabric of the universe it's what every particle and wave of of mother earth and every cosmic element around us is already made of so I'm saying that and I'm repeating that because in case it feels scary to do the change um it, it it might feel less scary if you remember if you remind yourself that you know we're evolving into love this planet was um was was offered up in in benevolence to human beings mistakes and um misgivings some people call that sin according to some metaphysical perspectives by the way yes yeah, as a way to work out our lower our lower choices, our, our choices that weren't in alignment with love, that were more in align, alignment with fear. And so this planet was was offered herself as as the place to come and do that, knowing that there would be a point in time, and it appears that this is, you know, we're we're heading into that point in time. Uh, there would be a point in time where where it we would be done with working out that. The, that stuff <laughs> and we would elevate ourselves back into our rightful dimensional consciousness level um with the rest of the solar system that we are part of or star system not so our system yeah yeah, yeah. I, 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 right it is star system and uh and those of you who are star trek fans think about metaphorically the notion that that this this elevation of 
the next stage of humanity into Homo Spiritus is what gains us entrance into the United Federation of Planets. If go. you're not a Star Trek fan, that means nothing. If you are a Star Trek fan, think about that notion metaphorically now. Yeah, beautiful. And one okay. last thing I'll say before yeah. we do the takeaway. Well, no, yeah. I'll say it in the takeaways. Go ahead. Oh, me. okay. Yeah. So moving into the takeaways now, our invitation here is, is for you to join us in moving past what might seem like the end of the road and to instead consider that it's actually the beginning of a new road, a next road for all of us. And so we have a couple of questions that we want to leave you with as takeaways that we simply want to invite you to sit with and contemplate and percolate. And the first is, are you willing to consider that we are walking over a bridge right now from having been Homo sapiens to becoming Homo spiritus, which absolutely includes, as Lori keeps reminding all of us, rightly so, includes our humanness. Are you willing to consider that we're walking over that bridge right now? That's the first question that we want to leave you with as a takeaway. And then we'd like to have you um, contemplate and consider and be willing to come to a place of peace in yourself around. Are you willing to challenge yourself that the undeservedness and the unworthiness and the disorientation fear and the confusion and the, um, the number one fear of the ego mind, which is annihilation, and it terrorizes this part of our, our, our mind, our ego? Um, and, and are you willing to consider that the dissolution of the old paradigms is, is actually an okay thing, knowing we are moving to someplace better, we're walking over this bridge? And, and would, would you be willing to give yourself permission to soften what you feel are your wrongdoings in order to see a possibility, a bridge, a walkway, a, 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 an opening of a path? Um, and the possibility of you stepping into Homo Spiritus. Mm -hmm. And the, the final takeaway that we're inviting you to ponder and contemplate and sit with and allow your version of higher wisdom to inform you about is, are you willing to consider that we are being presented with a choice between two roads as Homo Deus, as we move into this next phase beyond Homo sapiens, the two roads either being Homo machina or Homo spiritus. And if you're willing to consider that we are being presented with a choice between those two roads in our Homo Deus next phase, which of those two roads are you feeling most aligned with taking the Homo machina road or the Homo Spiritus road. And the thing I was going to add earlier is um, before we tease you with our next episode is that spirit is light. Every particle of energy on, on the, in, in the universe is a point of light. And so if our higher spirit, our higher presence, our higher self, our higher wisdom extends itself as us, as molecules of light, then 
are you willing to consider that you, you are a being of light? And would you be willing to feed yourself light, um, call in light, activate light inside of you, gift yourself light through the colors of food or sunlight or any other version of light force that makes you feel connected and serene and centered in yourself as a sovereign being on this planet. Um, I, I have come to learn, I'm not saying this is something that I, you know, is, well, I'll just say it in, from my experience. I can't do this without light. And, um, and so that bridge from one epoch to the other is a bridge of light. And we're walking into the arms of light. <laughs> I mean, love, excuse me, light is the, um, is the energetics that carries love. It's the particle and the wave. It's yin and yang. It's masculine and feminine. So I'm just, um, you know, posing this consideration for you that you include more light in your life and, and it, will, it will serve you well. So on that light note, <laughs> our next episode is going to be what we were going to do this time, which is part two of um, the one thing and money. So we'll start weaving in, you know, what does it mean to be a homo spiritus and have a relationship with money on the planet? And, uh, and we look forward to that. That'll be our next episode together. And until next time, remember to dance with your better half, the one thing that is a spirit, uh, is that is a homo spirit that is, that is you. And, um, and do that more and more each day and it will, it will dance you right into the arms of love.